What a busy time we are in. It is life in the time of the virus. And I, I tell you, you should be keeping a journal. I'm doing it. I'm two weeks into my journal right now. And I know that in, in a decade, hopefully I'll be around to read it. And we'll all laugh at what's going on or we'll all say, wow, we learned a lot. And someone who's helping me learn a lot is our buddy, Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic, also the author of many great books you should read about health and how to keep healthy, the Age-Proof Life series, etc. Dr. Roizen, you are nonstop working, aren't you? You've got stuff going on day and night. Um, that's true, and it's fun to be busy. I got news for you. I don't know what's what's happened, but my email has gone from 800 a day to about 1,200 a day. It's like, what the heck is going on? I can't even I can't even get rid of 1,200 a day working on. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. So, and some of these I actually have to read. You know, <laughs> they're from my boss. Well, I let me apologize right now for flooding your inbox with requests all the time. Like, hey, do we have time to talk about this? And you've been very uh, gracious on it. Uh, I know that Monday we were exchanging messages about the Czech Republic and Mongolia and what those two countries found by having virtually everybody in the country wearing a mask whenever they went outside. And I was really impressed by it because they didn't say to use the N95 masks they said, in some cases, make a mask out of an old T-shirt and it'll still stop 95% to 100% of the droplets from your mouth getting out and risking others if you are contagious. And so I made masks all day on Tuesday out of old T-shirts and I'm giving them out to friends and family. And I, I wonder if you think um, this is going to be the way to go going forward that everybody here in America should be wearing a mask of some kind until this is over. Well, you're right. What it does is it prevents the droplets. It doesn't prevent the aerosol and it doesn't prevent the foodborne stuff, but it does prevent the droplet, which is the majority we think with this virus. Um, so I don't know, you know, you, what you need is the, is the Czech Republic doing it and the Slovak Republic not doing it and to compare it um, because the invasions are different of this virus in different countries. But in any case, um, we think this is a strong benefit and uh, we flooded the CDC um, with messages about doing this. And the CDC director said they were looking at um, whether it was a good recommendation for all of America. So we think they're going to come out with this. It is when you wear this mask, it is you protecting the rest of the world. And if everybody else does it, they're protecting you. So it is I'm protecting you is the, the phrase. I like that. I like that. There's also a hashtag on social media hashtag masks for all number for all and i think that's a very good idea I, i'm down with it and uh, i was impressed that mongolia who shares a border with china had virtually no infections i i went through that whole 30 minute very wonky scientific video you sent me and uh, i learned a lot about it and and i'm hoping 
we get this under control. But I also have to ask you, I saw a story yesterday that said there are as many as eight different variations of the virus. Is that true? And is that something we should be concerned about? Um, I talked to a virologist who said, yeah, there's small variations and they seem, you know, normally what happens, he said, with mutations. And to me, one of the things that most of us dread is if this coronavirus mutates into something more virulent that then kills people. And he said, usually the mutations for survival of a virus is it mutates to something less virulent so it can live longer. It needs the host, and it doesn't want to kill the host. It wants that host to survive so it can keep uh, living off that host. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Um, So there are eight variations so far, um, and, of course, the dread is that it mutates to something that uh, causes us to go extinct faster um, but it will then die out faster is what he said. So it may kill 15% of those people in a small region, but it won't propagate past there because it will kill all the people who would propagate it. The real danger of this one is that it lives for up to 15 days in you without you knowing it. Um, hmm. And the second danger apparently, and we're just seeing reports of this now is that after you get over it, you're still shedding it in your poop for five to 15 days. So you're still infectious after you even get symptom-free in a certain percentage of people. All of that data explains to me why that we probably extended all of these guidelines for self-quarantine for a month, because those two 15-day periods would add up and make sense, and let's hope we all follow that. Doc, before I get into some of the things you sent me, real quickly, I want to play you a a short clip from a 1957 Westinghouse Broadcasting documentary show about the Asian flu in 1957, and I'm going to play you what they recommended as a course of treatment. Check this out. These are things to remember. Uh, First, uh, keep away from others. Second, Go to bed. Third, drink a lot of fluids, water and fruit juices. And fourth, uh, if your doctor recommends it, take a fever reducing agent. And fifth, call your doctor if any unusual symptoms develop. How about that, Doc? From 1957, basically the same thing. Number one, stay away from others. Social distancing. Get sleep. Drink plenty of fluids, fruit juices. Take a fever reducer. And of course call your doctor. So the basic patient who contracts this virus has to do the same thing today as we were doing in 1957. Yeah, with a couple of additions we now know. One is much better nutrition. Um, They probably had chicken soup back then, but it is is knowing, uh, getting a multivitamin, personalizing your nutrition, I'm biased in that, of course, but the data are pretty darn good that um, a getting appropriate nutrition, um, that's from our, our What to Eat When book on how to improve your immune system. 
And if you want to do it online and get the, the pills that are right or the vitamins and minerals, you can go to mypersona.com. I'm sure that's Scientific Advisory Board. But the, the point is that the only thing we've added other than uh, fluid, and it shouldn't be fruit juices because sugar makes the uh, virus thrive, but it should be uh, soup and water and uh, tea and coffee um, and uh, blueberries and, and uh, that type of thing, but sleep, um, doing reducing the fever, um, and uh, they've got it right. So, yeah, and call your doctor if you get short of breath or if you have any uh, breathing difficulties, and stay close to your doctor if you have a chronic condition. And the other thing that you mentioned earlier is wear that mask so that you protect other people and have everyone else who comes in contact with you putting on some kind of mask so their droplets don't get close to you. That's That's always good advice. I'm down with that. Doc, you said, and you mentioned it as we were talking there about eating right during this and the what to eat when book talks about what to eat when you can't sleep. There's a lot of people with sleepless nights these nights. Uh, What should we be eating when we can't sleep in the time of the virus? Well, you know, it is, it is, you want to, you want a high fiber, low sugar, low saturated fat meal, and you want to end three hours before bedtime. That's probably the most end eating three hours before you plan on bedtime. The other things are magnesium, like you get it from nuts and and, uh, um, seeds and uh, mushrooms. And then uh, tryptophan, which you get from uh, foods like uh, salmon and ocean trout and turkey and chicken uh, are always good. But high fiber is uh, the best and one of the foods that is low in sugar and high in fiber are beans. So... uh, Beans have a lot of protein, a lot of healthy protein, and a lot of fiber in them. So they're one of the things, end three hours before bedtime. And uh, I think um, that's probably the most important things. Now, tart cherry juice is one of those special things that helps with sleep as well. Okay. I, I keep that around, that and pomegranate juice. Uh, Dr. Roizen has given us the best advice I've heard the most consistent response. And if you want to know about what he's talking about, especially in the eating, go to whenway.com, whenway.com. That's about the book, What to Eat When. And mypersona.com, if you want to compare your diet to what maybe you should be eating. Dr. Roizen, I, I just thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. The privilege is mine. Thank you, Michael.